kind of one of those leather phone hip holsters so that my phone being off means it's literally off of my body and it's somewhere else. Mm. I think that's, you do that. You're definitely old now. If you have an external. Now you're a dad. Even if you don't have a kid, (laughs) you're dad now. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 216 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast to Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I may or may not be a human. I'm Seth and I'm the artist. And this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is July 2-9, 2019. What a melodic day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, we have a warning, swears, we're going to have them. Let's get in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no, let's not get in it. Let's first thank C-Price for the donation over at MoneyGrab.bsk. Hey, it's weird. I never, I, I always kind of stumble into this part of the, of the episode. Yeah, even though it happens to, every time. happens every time. Uh, anyway, C-Price, thanks for the donation via MoneyGrab.bsk.net. C-Price says, I haven't thrown any money at you here yet, so I figured I might as well for giving me an hour of entertainment at work every week. Thank you all for everything that you do. Levelhead is an amazing game, and you all are truly wonderful human beings. Oh, wow. Thank you. That's very nice. And C-Price is also building... Fucking rad community website. Level Cup. Level Cup. Yeah. Yes. Which, which I think basically at least twice a week, I think, uh, there's some rad updates come out to yeah, it. Yeah, it's are, really cool. That are pretty cool. So the, I just saw I just saw this morning that, that he added, he's uh, got little like icons now, like little badge icons mm-hmm. that you can now win in this thing. Yeah, like an achievement system. Yeah. Basically. So like, I didn't look at the details. So I don't actually know how Crap, it works. He's going to have achievements before we have achievements. Yeah, I, well, he actually does already. So, <laughs> so, that, but, they, but they were, they're really well done. Like the, the art actually matches the level head style. Pretty very well. cool. So, yeah, I, I like it. Very I like cool. It. Uh, we also have a donation from hilariously from B Scotch, Christine, <laughs> who, who is one of our QA testers <laughs> and our community ambassador. <laughs> Who, who we the, pay to do QA. Who we pay to do So her message is, does this mean I'm paying you to pay me or that you're paying <laughs> me to pay you to pay me? Um, so I think the real winner here is uh, taxes uh-huh. and, and credit PayPal card fees. and yep. credit card fees. Yep, yep. Definitely. So if we pass this money back and forth enough times, we're going to Zeno's Paradoxes thing. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be only fractions of a cent passing back and forth, mm-hmm. but it'll be worth it. Definitely. So we got to keep this up. Um, we'd also like to thank our recurring supporters. <laughs> who are giving us donations every month, which is fantastic. Now, let's talk about life. So last week, toward the end of the episode, I briefly mentioned that I was in excruciating pain. Yeah. Now, what this looked like for Adam and I over here was that Seth occasionally would just sort of wince up a little bit and then kind of like rub his face. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you know anything about Seth's constitution, that means he was in debilitating <laughs> near-death pain. So I can, I can withstand some discomfort, but I – I've I come to realize that I actually have a rule that I didn't realize I had, mm. which is the minute something starts taking sleep away from me, I am fucking over it. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. it's a person, if it's if it's pain, if it's no, this is a very good rule to have. If you have one yeah. rule, to <laughs> yeah, determine how you're going to react to things. But, but the interesting converse of that rule is until it's taking sleep from you, then you just ignore. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. So I've 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 known people who. I've been fine. You know, this may be in college or something. And, you know, I was maybe acquaintances or or sort of low-level friends with them or low-level, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But then a certain thing would happen where maybe they're drunk and they come banging on my door at 2 o'clock in the morning for whatever reason. (laughs) It's done now. We're done now. (laughs) I'll never see that person again. Um, So whatever acquaintance is over. Yeah. The very vague and loose benefits of you knowing me have come to an end. <laughs> so what happened with my tooth was then uh, it, it had always been kind of bad. I had fractured it five, four or five years ago. I've got a crown on there. How did you originally fracture it? Did you have like one of those seed situations? Or you know how like if you eat a chip and sometimes the chip turns vertical in your mouth I don't know. and betrays it, you? It was uh, – I was just eating some like hard crusted bread. And then it would hurt like hell when I bit down on the hard crust. But I don't think that caused the fracture. I think that was just like – Post-fracture. Yeah, like it was already fractured because what happens then is if you eat something hard, it pries your teeth, Ugh. fracture apart, which hurts like fuck. So <laughs> Gross. So get the crown. That's generally okay. But it, it kind of is has always been uncomfortable. Like it always kind of hurt, and which means I just kind of always just eat with the left side of my mouth, and I'm like, whatever, you know, I got a, I got another half of my. Face. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that's why you're symmetrical, so you have some. That's right. Got redundancy. You got backups. Backups on backups. Well, we say that, except one of your arms is always a useless arm. You know, mm-hmm. you got to practice. It's just a practice problem. That's true. That it isn't know? though. It really isn't. <laughs> 
Like you can, maybe, <laughs> like you can do better with it. No, it's like you can do better with it, but you can never have unless you're actually ambidextrous. You can never practice enough with your non-dominant hand to make it as good as your dominant hand. It's literally impossible. Mm. Okay, so so it's not full redundancy. But I guess I guess your mouth is probably a little bit. Different. Yeah, I think your I mouth have is dominant yeah. mouth side. You probably do. It just doesn't do, matter. Yeah. You, know, okay. you don't need as much dexterity. In there. So so this is kind of <laughs> always hurt and. Uh, it over the past few months, it just would like I have these random surges of sort of excruciating pain, and then they just kind of go away. So it'd be like all of a sudden, boom, 10 minutes of just like fuck ow, <laughs> and then the rest of my day is fine. So, starting last uh, two Saturdays ago, these surges of pain started coming like hourly, and they would last for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it reached a point where like I couldn't do anything, like I couldn't sleep, I couldn't program, I couldn't. I couldn't read a book. Can't eat. Couldn't eat. Um, and so, and it's on a Saturday. So I'm like, fuck, all the dentist's offices are closed. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hanging in there until Monday. Call my dentist. Their whole office is closed. They're on vacation for a week. Call another <laughs> dentist. Go there and they're like, and I get there and they're, and I, and I, and they're like, well, the thing is, we don't, we aren't in your insurance network. I'm like, don't give a fuck. Just uh, whatever. Like, like, how much is it going to be? And like, you know, a few hundred, whatever. I'm like, worth it. I don't care. Yeah, Let's do something. So go in there. Look at it. And they're like, yeah, this tooth is real fucked. Like it's dying basically. Mm. Um, so what you're, what you're experiencing is the death rattle of the tooth. Yeah. It's something about the, you know, when they put a crown on there, they try to preserve the goopy interior, the pulp, the pulp yeah. of your tooth, which is like the living soft the tissue inside. Um, and so if something starts happening to that, like if it gets cr- you know crushed or something, then it'll start to die. And there's nerve endings in there. And as it's dying, then your body is like attacking the dead tissue and the nerve. And, and you can't take any pain meds for it. Because it's nerve pain. Because it's literally just like your body mm-hmm. killing the nerve and you, nothing will stop mm-hmm. that, that pain, right? It's like so, the terminator of yeah. pain. Uh, and so, so I get out of the dentist and then it's like it's worse than it ever was as I'm walking out of the dentist. And then for the next 40 minutes, I'm just like in my car just kind of screaming. I'm just like, fuck, ow. <laughs> so then, Is it, that your scream? Is that how? Yeah. So wow. in, so in, wow. so in between <laughs> screams, I call around and I, I'm like, I need to find an endodontist, which I know is the is the specialist who does root canals. Mm. And I'm like, I need a root canal right fucking now, <laughs> just right now. I don't like whatever I got to do. Uh-huh. So I call around, I find one, and apparently endodontists reserve the latter several hours of their office day for emergency root canals. Just generally because mm-hmm. apparently this is just how this goes down <laughs> just yeah, suddenly it's like you're just fine like, and then it's not everything's yeah. fine and all and of a sudden really you're in complete debilitating pain Shit. Uh, so yeah so i just on tuesday afternoon like i walked out of the dentist and then within an hour and a half i was at a different dentist getting a root canal mm. uh got that i feel so great <laughs> i feel so good because what they do with the root canal is they actually they actually hollow out your tooth yeah with a, like a drill basically like they just they just take all that like organic soft stuff in there everything that was screaming you just all of it. the painful you, stuff. You just, just took like it away. A, it's like the Ghostbuster trap thing, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just get the ghost out of there. It's just gone now. Uh, so there's nothing left to hurt. And so even well, they gave deep. they gave me a bunch of uh, they gave me a bunch of pain pills and stuff. And they were like, "You're going to be experiencing some mild discomfort." And I'm like, "That sounds phenomenal. <laughs> I would love to be experiencing mild discomfort." Um, and I didn't even have to take any. Yeah, like it was just great. So I feel <laughs> I feel so good now. But I think, you know, this is this is that lesson that we keep coming back to over and over again. Like Sam with your mm-hmm, cancer, cancer stuff, stuff yep. Adam with your gut stuff, mm-hmm. me with my tooth. It's like quit waiting. Man, <laughs> as soon as you get <laughs> but there's that like it for me, I think it felt so like I've never had a root canal before. And this and there and a root canal is the is the phrase that people use when they talk about something being the maximum level of shitty. Right. Yeah. right? And they're like, Well, it's not a root canal, so it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was great. I loved yeah. it. Modern, <laughs> modern. I'm sure modern day root canals are very different than when yeah. that. You, you know. get that little pinch from the the Novocaine, mm-hmm. and then you're good. Whole, my, then- my face was so numb, my eyeball was numb, <laughs> and like I couldn't blink with my my yeah. right eye was just kind of like dr- drifting open and closed. Uh-huh. Or you couldn't tell if you were blinking. Is that I couldn't really tell. Yeah, yeah. and then like, see, when I got mine done, they uh, they were shooting me up with Novocaine, and then they're working on it, and I was like, oh, I'm feeling that a little bit, and they did it again. And I was like, oh, I'm still feeling a little bit and did it again. And then they're like, they're like, all right, we're kind of like, we're about to hit like maximum <laughs> <laughs> dosage. And I was like, why don't you just do that? Yeah. No, it's like, 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> why, like I'm 29. It'll go away in a sec. Like just, 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 just get shoot me up. <laughs> yeah. So I went, and then I went right afterwards. I was like, I feel so good, you know. And I was like, I don't know if it's be- it's probably because I'm completely numb. Yeah, that, that helps significantly. <laughs> but uh, I was like, I got to get some groceries and stuff. So I go grocery shopping. Like, <laughs> just swing at your basket. <laughs> right. I'm just strutting around, feeling great. And then like, but half look like my face, a stroke. Yeah, half of my face is completely <laughs> paralyzed. So like, I'm I'm smiling and stuff, but only oh my half god, of my face. <laughs> and I'm talking to the talking to the cashier, and I'm smiling and spitting. I'm just yeah, spitting outside. Just drool everywhere. I'm getting coffee. <laughs> She's like. Hey, is this coffee any good? I'm like, oh, it's so great. And I'm like, but I'm like, I probably look real fucking weird right now because I'm like super pumped about this coffee and I'm smiling, but only half. So yep. I tried to kind of angle my oh, head man. to get so she'd catch good it on angle. the good side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I don't know. I don't know how to get around this problem because like mm. it's an inconvenience and it's annoying to go to the doctor and get your shit taken care of. And it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, the general rule it. is like if, if something lasts for more than a week, you know, that's when you're supposed to go do something. Yeah. The problem is the older you get, the longer things last. Better <laughs> just true. By default. Yeah. And then you just live at the hospital. That's yeah. just, that's just right. your life now. Um, so then otherwise, I had one other thing I wanted to talk about, which from life stuff, which this is, is kind of high level. So mm-hmm. I need you guys to kind of go on this journey with okay, me. Yeah. And I don't know if you – I don't know if you guys have anything to – to bring to this, but I just needed to get this out there. Speak, was, speak your mind. On Friday or no, on Saturday, I was just kind of hanging out in my house and I was kind of looking around and I just had this weird feeling like, what in the fuck is going on? What do you mean? Like, I'm a monkey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monkey. Are you sure you didn't take any of these drugs? That you <laughs> I didn't take <laughs> okay, just want to check. Like, I'm yeah. a weird monkey. I'm uh, a sweaty monkey. Okay. And you're wearing clothes. Like, compared to most other monkeys, <laughs> I'm very sweaty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, and I've got very little hair, which is weird in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Hairless monkey. I'm a weird, weird, hairless, sweaty, just kind of wet monkey. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like in this weird building. It's made out of trees. What I've got like shit that I'm wearing on my clothes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm wearing plants that people have grown. I don't know how any of this stuff happened. Right. Like people have other monkeys have gone and like <laughs> built and they've like, they have like assembled fucking giant machines out of metal and mm-hmm. then those machines the monkeys drive into the earth get other metal out of the earth uh-huh. they piece that shit together build a car out of it then they dig up fucking compressed dead dinosaurs yep okay then do some shit to that and then i put it into a hole and then that <laughs> allows me to go to work where i slap a a black rectangle covered in <laughs> tiny black rectangles <laughs> Connected to a bunch of <laughs> tubes and wires. Yeah, I have a question. Did you, are you sure you didn't somehow like mind meld with, with your dog for a brief moment and sort of get the dog I view? Just, I don't know. I just had this feeling like this is all really fucking crazy. It's weird. It is so <laughs> weird. I have this every like, once in a while. All this stuff that's happening. What the fuck is going yeah. on? <laughs> every once in a while, I'm just like, when I just, if I'm just like kind of looking at people, just like if, like if I'm out at a restaurant mm. or if I'm at a mall or something, I'm just kind of looking at people. Like that's, that's when the same thing hits me where I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like, oh my God, we're just like, there's just monkeys everywhere <laughs> happening. We're just, what are we all doing? Yeah. And it's like, and people are like giving each other stuff, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like they, in the same way that, you know, birds will bring a stick you yep. know, over to like a bird when they want to mate with it, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, and here we are, you know, giving each other, sure, like uh, gift cards and, mm-hmm. and laptops and clothes, but it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. You know, and we're all like judging each other based on. Well, cause like we're all just, we're all just animals and we kind of yeah. have this, like the baseline thing is like, Oh yeah, we got to reproduce and live. Like those are mm-hmm. kind of our, our yeah. two big things. And we've made such a big deal out of it. You know, like a peacock is like, yeah, I got this feather. It looks great. Mm-hmm. You know? And the peahen is like nice. Mm-hmm. And as, as people we're like, I got to go to college. I got to get money. I got to buy a fancy car. A I lot gotta, of layers. I got to show off all these. I got to train for decades mm-hmm. to like become good at some weird shit. And then now all of a sudden, now I'm good. You know, that's my feather that I got. Right. <laughs> Man, we're really, we really flew off the rails there at some point in the yeah. past. No, I think but it's, I don't even do it for that reason anymore. You know, because like it, it, well, it's not even thing. about it's not even about reproduction anymore for humans. Now we, we don't just, even know what it's about. We're just doing it. We're just doing stuff. We're doing it for the sake of doing. We're it. all just on the monkey treadmill. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, just just walking. We don't know where we're where, going. Where the fuck are we going? Anyway, I just had to I just had to get that out yeah, there. Yeah, it's there's yeah. a lot. I think there's a lot is, to take <laughs> in. I think it is important, <laughs> but it is important when you're when you're just out, just like being a person around other people, just to have that, just to stop for a moment, and just be like. 
we're just a bunch of fucking monkeys. Yeah. You know, just like have that, just have that thought because I think it's important. I definitely get that when, um, I think the last time I got it was I was sitting in traffic and there were just so many cars and I was like, where are we all going? <laughs> what? Why are we doing this? What is we, we've all agreed that this is what needs to be happening. Mm-hmm. Sort of yep. task. We've all got a place to go. How? Where? Why? Why? What are we doing? I was reading it's this weird. research about there was a, a survey, a huge survey of pe- whether people believed that their jobs were worth doing. Mm. Okay. It's like there's this term which is like a bullshit job, which is like a job where you think like somebody's paying you to do it and you're not totally sure why <laughs> this is <laughs> why this needs to happen. Right. And it was something like a quarter of people uh believe that their own job probably shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> But still, we do it, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to do it. You got to do it. Anyway, uh, let's talk about studio stuff. Yeah. Let's get out of this weird existential train. Weird monkey space. Uh, all right, so studio stuff. We got a level head patch coming this week. Uh, I guess it'll be on the day that this episode airs. Yeah, this one's exciting. So this is now we're we're moving forward in the uh, people phase of our development. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So previously we were working on the game, on the mechanics. Now we're working on the people, the players. So trying to develop more systems to um, allow players to interact with each other and be aware of each other's presence in the game. And yeah. Stuff. So a big part of it is the, the dream for a game like Levelhead is that uh, you know it's it's the game where you make stuff and other people actually play the stuff you make, right? And so the idea with that is then to couple a bunch of really robust social systems in with that, which we started with a notification system uh, last last patch. And make it such that you really get a sense for sort of the living nature of the community that's in there. And then it, it's I mean, basically like all the studies show that if you if you give someone just like a, you know, a, a little tiny bit of appreciation for the thing they're doing, they tend to like double down and just like be super into it. Right. And so while we've been doing this in a numerical way currently, because you can see how much playtime you got, you can see many plays. Uh, we haven't been able to do this basically in any other way because the interfaces weren't quite all making any sense when it came to how mm-hmm. they were trying to get the players to behave. So we've overhauled a bunch of the UIs in the game, including the profile page. Uh, and they're, they're in various states of completion. So they're, yeah, we haven't fully overhauled yeah. them, but we've begun the process. Yeah. So and they're the going to be better. Yeah. And the reason is that all of the overhauls are big enough that they also have big technical overhauls that happen underneath the hood to allow them to exist. And so we're sort of piecemealing it together. So hopefully within – And we actually do have a, an achievement system that is now happening behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but we don't have any UIs for it yet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like we actually do – we are now syncing achievement it's not, data. It's not hooked up to Steam achievements yet. It's not hooked up to Steam. It's yeah. just kind of lurking back there. It knows what you're doing, <laughs> yeah. but it's not going to say anything yeah. until we have built the front maybe the next it. patch or the next patch or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's really exciting. It, it kind of comes back to that, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around – Mm-hmm. who cares I think is the saying it is what it's uh, yeah. mm-hmm. so this is this is kind of similar like you can you can publish a level and you see like oh yeah you've got a thousand plays but then your next question is like you'd be like who yeah who's playing this what right? do you think about it and, and we and we got that request of people wanting to see like who's favoriting my levels who's liking my levels who's doing this who's doing that because it's it's much more interesting to see like a list of a thousand people who played your level than to see a just that a thousand people played your right. level because it feels more real, right? Like you can click on any of their names and you're like, ooh, look at this person. Like, let's see what they're up to, mm-hmm. right? Um, now we don't have that yet, but we're gonna, that's that's yeah, the that's ideal. The goal. That's yeah. the goal is to is to recreate that kind of a feeling. Um, so we're working on all that stuff and the specifics of what we will have done by patch day. We don't really know, but it's coming along. But I am excited about the avatars. Yeah, yeah. Which it just it's one of those you don't realize just how badly it was needed until it's there kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think we've always we've always known that if you we've always have wanted to have some way by which players could represent themselves aside from their name. Yeah, but well, it was funny because our biggest our biggest uh, issue with it was like how will we store it? Like how will we store mm-hmm. all this information about a person's avatar? Um, because if we put it in their profile. Then now every time we need to get their avatar, we got to go retrieve their profile information, right? But it is the case that we're always retrieving people's names. So we just, for some reason, just never occurred to us until to last just also just retrieve Friday. Their avatar. I was like, just what, if, what if just like when you get their name, you also get the piece of information about what their avatar is? It's like, yes. Done. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we did that now and now we've got that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's all coming up. 
We also have uh, Shenanicon coming September 28th from 1 to 5 p.m. Go to meet.bscotch.net to get tickets. And this is our tiny little little fan and friend convention. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's limited capacity. We're going to be showing Scuffle Buddies. We're going to show some old – some old projects and kind of talk about the development of those. Uh, we'll do a live podcast episode. I think we're going to do a co-op yeah. speed run yep. tournament, which is like a, basically it's a sack race. It's a digital sack race. It is. And it's probably a little more fun if, if there's two people involved on either side of the, the contest, because then there's plenty of opportunity for uh, treachery. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that's all going to take place uh, here in St. Louis. So uh, go to meet.bscotch.net, get your tickets, come on down. It's going to be great. Uh, and also, there's a Pixel Pop Festival coming up September 14th. Mm-hmm. 14th. <laughs> uh, we, that's that that whole weekend. Um, and that is a festival that goes on here in St. Louis, which is a lot of local uh, game developers and game studios. And, or sort of um, Midwestern, I guess, because Kansas City makes yeah, not Chicago just a good kind of, representation. Yeah. Kind of this, yeah. this 300 mile radius kind of zone. <laughs> yeah. um, and so. Last time we went, there was a lot of really interesting and great games there. There's a lot of talks. There's just a lot of good stuff. So uh, go to pixelpopfestival.com to get your tickets for that thing. And we'll we'll be there at some point randomly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around. just randomly. We don't have any so, specific plan about mm-hmm. exactly when. So, uh, But if you're going for the whole thing, then we'll probably see you there at some yeah, point. Yeah, so if you want to see us, then... If you want to see us, definitely go to Shenanicon. Definitely. If you want to maybe we'll see we'll definitely us. be there the whole time <laughs> yeah. for that. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. And then Shenana Jam. It's done. The ratings are done. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't get a chance to rate, well, that sucks. Too bad. It's over now. <laughs> but now you can go and sort by the best and then just play all the best stuff. So we had 1,219 ratings this year. Nice. Which is fantastic. The average number of ratings is 11. And the median was nine. So most, Dang. yeah. So most games got somewhere around nine ratings, which is fantastic. Um, and that's just, I mean, that's sort of what the goal of the jam is, is to get enough games made and then have enough people participating that that everybody gets a little bit of feedback about the thing they made. So, again, with the knowledge that these are made in, you know, two or three days. So, yes, only other best. jammers can can judge yeah. your game. So, and I, um, I did a quick uh, look through this morning through the sort of overview of stuff. And, yeah, there's some really fun, weird Really weird stuff <laughs> in the top. <laughs> in the top That's what I love about game jams because everybody knows like, yeah, this is – this project isn't going to make it through the weekend. Like once yeah. the weekend is over, it's pretty much done. So people have no concern about like, how do I sell this thing? Will mm-hmm. people like it? You know, it's just like, I'm just going to do, do something real weird and just whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And there so, are a few actually that I, that I saw that I was like, this, this could be a thing. And we Definitely. do have points for weirdness, right? We do. We added that in weirdness and charm sort of a combined. Yeah. This year. Um, and so what basically what we'll be doing next is end of this week, we'll be recording a let's play. And then probably posting that sometime uh, once I get it edited. So middle of next week or something like that to actually do a let's play of the top 10 videos that we – or top 10 games that, that came out of the Shenanigan Jam this year. So it will be super fun. Something to look forward to. It will probably be out before the next podcast or around the same time. Yes. That was super fun we did that last yeah. year. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, and then I think the last bit of studio news is that I've started a streaming. So I'd mentioned this last week, I think, my plans to – to kind of pick this up again. So over at our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash bscotch, uh, I've started a brand new game project from scratch, meaning I'm not pulling any code from anywhere else and I'm building every single line of code live on the stream so you can see how everything is put together. And I'm also making the source code for the project available on GitHub so that you can even pull it down in real time. Like as I make my commits, you can you can pull it down. Yeah, because you know? if you're pushing as you're yeah, as you're talking. I'm pushing every time I finish a feature, I push it out. So if you're following along in the stream, you can just pull and just look and just open up the code and see exactly what I just did, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then otherwise, I'm putting those videos up on YouTube, and I do plan on streaming uh, one or two days per weekend for uh, the near future, and then we'll kind of maybe take it down to one day a weekend um, as things get a little further along. But uh, the game that I'm working on is a sort of right now, at least it's a top down, probably actiony game uh, where it has the same kind of perspective as something like Crashlands or Quadrupus Rampage. Uh, we now have world generation. We've got a character walking around so you can kind of see how movement works. And then I think this next weekend, we're going to do some weird special effects with like having the ground ripple when things happen 
I don't know. It's what people wanted. So <laughs> got to give them what they want. Yeah. And the kind of the fun thing about this is, is I don't really care what happens with this game. It's mm-hmm. just here to teach people stuff. And so when people come into the stream, they're just like, Hey, can you do this? It's like, yeah, let's, let's see, let's try it. You know? <laughs> um, so I can just kind of make whatever people want to see happen mm-hmm. provided it's, you know, scope limited. Right. So, um, yeah. So just uh, go to twitch.tv slash bscotch and you can follow our channel and then you'll just see when those things happen. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, I don't think we have any industry news to talk about this past week. I'm Not sure crazy. some stuff happened, but you know, what the fuck is even things going are always on? happening? You know? <laughs> the Fortnite world cup happened. The winner was 16 years old, won $3 million. Fuck. Yeah. That's going to go interestingly for him, him or her. Well, hopefully his parents are locking that down because that's presumably where the money goes, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, I suppose. If you're under 18, you don't get to have any assets or anything. Yeah. College fund. Yep. That'll get burned through real quick. <laughs> yep. Or parents' vacation fund. Mm-hmm. You know. Or just set it aside for a rainy day uh, emergency. Three million. Now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's get on to some questions. These questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. Highest voted question comes from kicker underscore D. Hey, guys, I absolutely loved Sam's art making videos for Crashlands. Hmm. Any chance of seeing any for Levelhead? They're oddly meditative, and I love watching Sam work. Mm. I work very differently now, so yeah, I could do that. How, how do you work differently? Uh, why- What's your... The process is very – it used to be they draw the shape or draw everything down and then start overlaying basically shadows on top of it, right? But now actually the lines are a separate layer essentially. They're okay. not actually on layers because I hate layers, but they're, they're, they are a separate group. Um, and then all the color goes underneath it just as purely chosen color. So they do – like everything behaves a little bit differently than it used to, which is kind of fun to see. But um, yeah, I mean I, I could do it. I don't know. <laughs> Does anybody care? That well, one this person cares. One but. option – do it on stream for the game that I'm building on stream. Mm. And we'll just put it on the YouTube channel. Boom. Which I really says a way of saying he wants some good art in his game. I do. It looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I still got my my trademark white square yep. uh, main with, character. With uh, the blinking eyes and stuff. It's blinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because when I, when I first started, basically my first stream, I spent the first 20 minutes building a main menu that had like a wildly waving around title and stuff. And then the next chunk was putting a player character in the world and getting it to blink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, you know, you may think this is weird that I spent the first hour not building any game mechanics <laughs> at all. But here's the thing. Nobody gives a shit about your game if your character isn't blinking. And that's, that's just true. a fact. <laughs> Nobody wants to play a character that's staring at nothing. What a dead-eyed character. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think I, it's something I would do. I don't think I would actually stream it just because I don't – we worked on stream before. And I personally hate it because I can't pay attention. There's just too yeah, much. It can't really work. On yeah, there's the people. There's like there's always this pull to go check the chat and sort of see what people are doing. And so, um, yeah, I could put together a YouTube video for some of the stuff we're working on. But okay. part of it is we've been we've been in this weird space where like you don't want to see me work on a UI, right? Because it's just like yeah, a lot of the stuff that we're building Levelhead right now is not particularly understandable in like a yeah piecemeal way. Yeah. So I think once and we it's get- also very iterative UI design. Mm-hmm. Is, so. so once we get into maybe a few more items or even like the next train piece or something like that, I could I could give that a go. Okay. Sure. Could. Could. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe could. won't though. No, not, not <laughs> a lot of maybe. commitment happening. No, no, I no, could no. do that. That's <laughs> super good. We always have this running joke in the, in the studio where anytime somebody says, hey, let's do blah. <laughs> then, then the recipient of that of that idea, instead of saying no, will just say, "Well, we could do that." <laughs> then just kind of slowly drift away. Drift away. <laughs> well, the, the main yeah, reason, yeah, sure, is that, we could. The main reason is just because it takes a while. It does take enough time to edit and then do the time lapse. Because what has to happen is you time lapse the video and then you have to go play it while doing a voiceover for it. Yeah, that's what and I it, love it about the streaming. I just do it and just put it on YouTube. Yeah. The end. It's over. Because it actually ends up taking- It's not going to be as engaging uh, to rewatch, but- Right. Who has two thumbs and doesn't care? This guy. <laughs> it's far better in real time anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's the only reason is like, because it ends up taking about two extra hours to get it put onto the webs, which I could build something in that time. So I'm kind of like, hey. Yes. Okay. Babies. So you could do that. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I may. All right. Next question comes from Vic is thick who says, what is your biggest pet peeve business wise? Business wise. Just business. Just like about business period. Our business. 
just business. I think mine, business mine is that uh, when we're working with other companies, Mm -hmm. even if we and the other company have a very cordial, good faith relationship, the moment lawyers get involved, (laughs) (laughs) it suddenly becomes this wild game where you have to like, you have to check every line of everything now that's happening Mm -hmm. because the lawyers are basically like doing everything they can to do the best for their client and the worst for you. Yeah. Right. Even if, even if, even if that's not really what their client yeah, wants. Yeah. Even if that's not what their client wants. And we, our, our lawyers have now gotten really good about this because we've, we've given them a lot of feedback yeah. with, with their vision and stuff. So like, so most of their feedback is come on. Yeah. Just, just like take it down. <laughs> uh, and so our lawyers got really good about this, but still every time we work with other people's lawyers, especially we, we've been working on a business deal recently. That's just taken like weeks of back and forth. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, like and there was nothing like actually just nefarious. Like all all of it was still fine. It was just it was like just, over, just the over the edge. Line. You know, yeah. they're just always a little bit over yeah. the line that they should really be on. Yeah. And despite the fact that the that the business itself that we were talking with, like very clearly, hundred percent was in line with what like we were all in line. We wanted yep. we wanted yep. the same things. And uh, and the lawyers being able to kind of codify that without just like taking a little extra, it seemed to be like impossible. Yep. You know. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's always, one of my biggest always pet one line scratched out or one line added somewhere. Yeah, or like one word tweaked because you know. I yeah. think my business peeve is actually a, a sort of a basics one, which is just scheduling. Yeah, that's it. Because even when you're using like the Doodle thing, even when you're using Calendly, all of these tools that are supposed to make scheduling easy, they don't really make it. They don't actually take away the thing about scheduling, which is that you still have to. You just have to schedule it. Like there's no yeah. way around what you're trying to do here, which is go yeah. back and forth. With someone there's no time. robot that just, like, that just declares now you're doing this at this time. Yes, yeah. because you always – you need to take into consideration that What person. you really need is a, is a cleanly that just like has access to your calendar and that it just has access. It just has a rule set about what it's allowed to do mm-hmm. and then it just takes the two people and their calendars and their rule sets and then just – Finds a time and says, hey, you're meeting at this time now. Yeah, I think that's what it is. There's there's not actually a third entity that's just declaring the time. Yeah. It's always – it has to be an agreement between the two. Well, I think this is what you have when you have like uh, an, an admit, business administrator or whatever. You're like mm-hmm. the person who like stands in the way of, of that kind of stuff is that they do exactly that. They like know what the calendar is, know what you're supposed to be doing and they just like put stuff on yep. there. Um, which is actually what I do now with uh, – anytime we're trying to schedule something, I just – like if a time appears, I just put it on my calendar because I like if I can, if I can just put it on there, then I do it because I don't want it. I would rather have a slightly more inconvenient time that I'm doing a thing to than have to forth. go back and forth yeah. and, and yeah. find it. For some reason, one. yeah. That anytime, anytime somebody says, "Hey, are you free?" Yeah. Like in this time period, I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh no," because I know this is the start. Yep. This is the start of a calendar exchange. My favorite one is when we get cold pitches from people about various business things, and they're like, "You want to hop on a call?" God, I'm like, "That is the say, least attractive thing you could yeah, ever yeah, I was say." I was gonna say my biggest mind. peeve. Total my yeah. of all times is the hop on a call shit, which mm-hmm. is which is yeah. Anytime somebody in the random solicitation hop on a call, random, or any hop on yeah, a call, the random or the random one. Okay. So it's basically somebody will will pitch you their business service. They'll be like, "We got this new thing where like players can gamble on each other while they shoot each we other." Get a, <laughs> we get a lot of these surprises. This happens uh-huh. a lot. Yeah. Um, and they'll be like, "Quick, you want to hop on a call? <laughs> yeah, figure guns." <laughs> and then I still know nothing. I know yeah. nothing about their they're business. Like, yeah, they're like, I want to just waste your time. Well, the thing is, like, every time we get those, one of those, you you know, you should just throw it away because if they if they can't give you a, a good pitch mm-hmm. via email, it's because they're trying to hide something. Yeah, right. And they don't want to give you any numbers. They don't want to give you any direct information because now it's a thing they can't walk back. Right. Yeah. I think the reality is that when you ask them to hop on a call, you're asking them to schedule. And if they make yeah. stuff, they're going to hate schedule. Well, not only that, but it's it, people know that it's harder to say no face to face to somebody. Yeah. They want to hop on a call because they want to razzle-dazzle you with their business jargon and then try to pin you down to a commitment in real time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so at the end of that call, you might be like, well, maybe we could do that. <laughs> um, yeah, and so so my response to, to that is always like, I don't have time to hop on a call. Explain to me exactly what your business does and why it would mean something to us, and then I'll consider it. That right? is also what I do now. Um and usually, I them. yeah, usually, yeah, usually I delete them. But if, <laughs> but if I think something could be of interest, right. then I just say, give me the yeah. details. Because it's also possible that that the person on the other end just isn't very good at pitching things, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, like, I don't I, – I hate the idea of pitching in the sense that making something snappy and, like, flashy. Mm-hmm. Like, just give me specific yet – you know, fairly concise information about why this is good for me. Yeah, I mean it's sort of good. been – pitching is – I think has been sort of – it's been weirdly mutated into a uh, 
more of a performance than than a proper like marketing. Yeah, like you really got to work on your jazz hands. Yeah, you know, as opposed to, to being like really think about the person who's on the other end of this and describe your product in exactly the way that would make them just be like, yes, that's what a pitch is. That's all. There's only thing it's for. It's yeah. not about like show. Yeah, show and like the the mm-hmm. elevator pitch, I think is the biggest, yeah. the biggest line of bullshit just mm-hmm. ever, right? Which is yeah. like. If you end up on an elevator with a completely random business executive who could make your dreams come true, mm-hmm. how could you sell your product? It's like, when does this happen? When mm-hmm. does this happen? I don't know. Yeah. How is this valuable to figure out? Like, I need to come up with the sentence that's going to change my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is true though that like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of strength in having a such a clear understanding of what your product is. Totally. That you can just like. But it it's also the case, we know, that people hate getting generic messages, Correct. which is what an elevator pitch is. It's a completely generic uh, framing of your product that is not tailored to the exact person who it's being sent mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. right? It's meant to hit the broadest audience possible, which, uh, as we know, is the best way to make something sound incredibly boring and unappealing. Yeah. Right? My favorite one is we get the uh, we get ones from mobile companies that are working on various app store optimization things and search or whatever else. And they'll be like, we saw your game. Don't mention the game. <laughs> and, um, but they don't say the game. And I'm like, you didn't see my game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't even know the name of my studio. I don't know where you got my email. I love I love kind of <laughs> like – I'm pretty I, sure GDC sells our emails to people. Probably. So every, <laughs> every post-GDC, that's, that's, actually that's, when, that's when it starts. Yeah. Yeah, that it, we, it gets lower. And we don't hand out a lot of business cards these days. So I, don't, no. I assume those aren't like being – making the rounds. No, I'm pretty sure it's GDC. Um, but yeah. passes cost like $2,000. Well, yeah, but, you know, how could, they, you know, could I not? It's also possible that when we give GDC talks, we blast our email address onto the screen at the end, and then that goes up on YouTube. Yeah, but the people who are, are cold calling you aren't watching a yeah. a video being like, no. mm, I got no, no, no. So often, They're just skipping to the end looking for an email address. Every so often when we do get a, a pitch that is actually clearly tailored and the person understands, I'm always just like, I always give those extra time. Yeah, but I got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. Give them a, <laughs> throw them a treat. You know, yeah. Give them a reward. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. So that's. Those are the beeves. Those are the beeves. Those are the peeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Fly Hobby Axe Rampa. My dad passed away last September. For those following along, that is about seven weeks before my wife left me. So this is the same. Oh, gotcha. Rough, rough times. Rough patch. Uh, he died from lymphoma. He had been fighting ah. for about two years. Uh, Google's and YouTube's algorithm combined my searches for information about my dad's disease and my frequent trips uh, to Game Maker tutorials and decided to spit out Sam's GDC talk at me. <laughs> long story That's short, weird yeah. Algorithm long story combo. short, lots of good things in my life have come from that specific set of unfortunate circumstances. Mm. My question is: Do any of you believe in fate? Whoa! So just kind of just a real quick, <laughs> just a little, <laughs> yeah. just a little question to think uh, about. I think that everything makes a lot of sense backwards. Exactly. Because wherever you ended up, that's where you're at now. Yeah. And uh, if any, if anything else had happened, you might not have gotten there. Yeah. yeah. So I think regardless of whether or not you believe in fate, I think it's always going to feel like there's a pattern. Fate everything. is what actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yep. So yes. So yes. So yeah. And that like fate is like – because there's so much, so much stuff that could have happened. Like mm-hmm. a, a – hilariously crazy huge amount of stuff that could have happened because what the fuck but is only, happened but yeah. only yeah. <laughs> but only something did yeah. you know something so, happened and some of it is good and some yeah, of it is bad. bad but all of it is improbable yeah because because it's a combination of events even if every event that happened not just improbable impossible extreme, it's impossible yeah exactly because every yeah. <laughs> every every event that happens to you is the culmination of you know this of a trajectory of of possible events but even in the moment, it's the it's the combination of, of events that are happening right now. Even if each one of those is probable, the combination of all of those together becomes less and less and less probable right. over time. So that every moment of your life is a hilariously improbable moment. Yeah. Uh, it's just that that's what life is. It's yeah. just moving through highly improbable moments, you know? In which case, you know, yeah, every – Every single day that you go forward is just basically some weird miraculous situation that you yeah. can. I just like the idea that like if you, you know, because an easy way to think about this is let's say you took a bucket of dice, just a bucket. So mm-hmm. like, like a thousand dice and you pour it out, right? Now, the probability of you rolling the, that set of numbers is effectively zero. zero. Yeah. yeah. But, but you, you did it anyway. Did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How the fuck did you do that? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Statistics. And it's because, yeah, well, it's because probability doesn't mean anything in that anymore. Yeah. In that, in that, because now context. you're retroactively applying it to something that already happened, yeah. which yeah. is, you know, the so probability of you rolling those numbers 
or having had rolled those numbers as a hundred percent because that's not how that works. Yeah. So, right. And I do yeah. think there's there's something to be said for basically in, in the long term, things that are sort of in the immediate term in the in the very, you know, near future very bad, which is, you know, losing a loved one in whatever context that is in this case. Um weirdly enough, oftentimes if you if you pull out the trajectory long enough, then they can exactly be the sort of thing that leads to, because of how fate works, mm-hmm. uh, that leads to then a very positive thing. Well, so it causes this, a dramatic life change. That's right? what it so does. you're exposing yourself now to a whole bunch of new trajectories that you otherwise wouldn't yeah. have been exposed and to. And so oftentimes, uh, and we see this also with, with our own failings you know, as a studio too. We've seen the, the times where we've been having the roughest time, whether it's with a game launch or you know trying to grow the studio, whatever else. Uh, that's also the points where we open up in terms of mentally being like, okay, you know, whatever we were doing before maybe wasn't working. So, or, or, or it sort of puts things in context. And so you start just living, you live differently or you search out information differently that leads you into a position where you're, you're just living a, effectively a very different life that has a value set that then is sort of derived from whatever this trauma was that you had, um, or just whatever this problem was that you couldn't solve. And Naturally, then that life, it just has a different sort of contour to it. And sometimes it's just better. It's just like a better thing, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes it's, it's really shitty, but sometimes it is the case that losing someone or just like losing your favorite job or or just having something really bad happen to you in the long term, as long as you can weather the immediate roughness of that. Mm-hmm. You can transform that experience. Yeah, into- it, and they really oftentimes do. And I know like I have mixed feelings about sort of the – there's like the, the you know, post-traumatic growth as a concept, which is which is a thing um, on the, in the sort of psychological literature, but I do think Americans in particular have a really intense method of just being like everything that's bad is going to be good later, you know, like just optimism all the way. Baby. <laughs> and it, some of that I feel a little weird about because sometimes bad things are just bad, and that's mm-hmm. just kind of what it is. But um, yeah, like we know that later we're all going to be boiling. That's just a thing that's this gonna gets coming. And that's yeah. not going to be very no. good. Well, and bad things are always just bad. You know, it's just yeah. that it's just that you can convert. It's not, that, you know, it's not even that you're converting a bad thing into a good thing. It's that you're making the most of the bad thing that happened to create good things. You yeah. Know? It's still, there's still a bad thing that happened, but now there's also good things that happened yeah. as a consequence. And I, you know, I get, so I still get notes from people sometimes who see the, uh, the cancer talk. And I got one last week, um, from a guy who's facing a similar situation, makes, makes video games, got some really, uh, horrible illness thing sort of came down on him. And the thing I tried to point out to him was that if you can, if you can effectively design a video game, then all this is is just you just have another design challenge with regard to your current set of constraints, right? Design is sort of equivalent to constraints in this regard. And so you just got to look at what you got and then start designing a life that makes sense and is good, you know, with with all that stuff in mind. And yeah, I remember you did this very rigorously in a sense yeah. that it was like, okay, what I know now is that I'm tired as fuck mm-hmm. and I've got like four decent hours in a day. Yep. So how do I take everything I need to do and kind of pack it in there and yeah. then et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then it was choosing Instead activities. of kind of being pissed off about it and then just kind of stampeding around, it was like, all right, let's plan this thing yeah. out and design it. And yeah. the thing is like the the pissed off part does – it, that, that always happens. Yeah. That's, that's before you get to the point where yeah. you're like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll do the work to transform this, right? That's you like have the, to be in it. I think being pissed off is just like the first stage of grief. Right? It is, yeah. yeah. You're just like, you got to do that I hate part this. first. I hate everything about <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. And then you're like, well, okay, let's go work with a little bit. So I, th- I think that's, that's me in the ways. I, I don't necessarily believe in fate, but I think like, like Adam said, the reality is that everything is very miraculous when you realize that you're a monkey wearing clothes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moving through time, moving through time. Well, in this weird yeah, way. Because every, every tick of time is a, is a dice roll, yeah. right? And you go through and cause it's like, what is it? Is it Pl- Planck's constant, right? It's like the thing that's like the unit of time. That's so fucking mm-hmm. tiny that. That it's like it's just unimaginably small, and so the number of ticks of that of that sort of you know uh, tiny tiny clock. It's your FPS, your frames. Exactly. Yeah, we have a, our FPS is so fucking high. Yep. You know how many frame calculations you have, like in just in a second. It's way faster than your brain can even do anything. Right. You know? So there's just so much happening all the time, and weird shit happens. You know, <laughs> yeah, like weird shit is constantly happening. Uh, I don't think it's that one thing. It's like any any given event is not likely to happen, right? But that also means that every event that happens to you wasn't likely to happen. Yeah. You know, like every, everything is just a problem. You are even, you are unlikely to even exist. Yeah. From but, the get go. But yeah. you still do though. How'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nice you work. Yeah. <laughs> like, the probability <laughs> of you existing is literally zero. Yeah. And yet you do because mm-hmm. it's not about that. You know, it's just that it's everything is basically miraculous because probability doesn't make yeah. sense. I think my one problem with fate on is, a human scale is oftentimes the idea that, that you are required to do something sort of miraculously or impressive because of the fact that you're around. Mm-hmm. Right. 
But I think I take kind of the inverse, which is this: the impossibility of you existing means, frankly, you can probably do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> because <laughs> it's not like you were going to be here. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no. you're you're on free time. You're now. on free time. You got a you got a lottery ticket. You're just yeah. hanging out. You existed. You didn't even have to do anything. Yeah. So you just do whatever you want. <laughs> free pass. <laughs> Provided it's moral and ethical. I mean, yeah, you know, you or, could do that. Or just, <laughs> <laughs> or just murder. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Coffee Chemist. Uh, this is a good uh, sort of personal question. Mm, what we got? As opposed to the last one. Yeah. All right. As, <laughs> as a young man at the top of my game, I like to look effing good while doing it. Doing it meaning being at the top of the game. <laughs> okay, yeah. Good. Something I never learned. <laughs> So, <laughs> good clarification. Something I never learned was how to trim a good beard. Now, there's a typo in here. I'm going to read it because it's awesome. <laughs> okay. I have a bear trimmer, and while I <laughs> and while I do a decent job of it, I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure both how to always do a neat job. It can be a bit rugged at times. <laughs> Trimming those bears and how to and how to play around with it. Uh-huh. What are the tips of the Scotch Beard Crew? Mm. So okay. I, I've learned some from watching Queer Eye. For, about bear trimming? About beard trimming. Okay. <laughs> about bear trimming. I don't know if you got bear trimming tips. That's what, those are the lost episodes of Queer Eye. <laughs> Much more intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to turn a bear around, you know? Yeah, they get, they're very set in their ways. <laughs> yeah, so the one thing I saw from Jonathan Van Ness on Queer Eye, who's probably my favorite person he, on the planet. He, he's he, the he knows his shit. Every time he shows up, I just am giggling because he's so good. Uh, <laughs> he, you, what is it? You like put a finger on your Adam's apple, okay? Uh-huh. Like one your the, the maybe one knuckle of your index finger, and then wherever that touches your bottom of your jaw. What is this? What's the under of your? It's called your your. It's your neck top. Uh, <laughs> your under jaw. Yeah. <laughs> so then, whatever that touches your under jaw, that's sort of where you are supposed to stop your beard. So that's that's how you stop having a neck beard. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's one piece. But also then, then the part that's on your neck jaw. Yes. Wait, keep wait, that. What knows what we call it? Your, your, no, your neck. Your under beard. Under, your under, your under jaw. jaw. Your under jaw. <laughs> uh, that part you want to keep. Much shorter than the rest yes. because that's also how you look like you've got like some very weird thing going on. Well, the, bigger that, the bigger that is there's relative a, to There's the a rest. reason why people refer to an ungroomed person as a neck beard. It's because true. Because yeah. too much of the neck. beard is on the neck. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to get, too much. It, off, get, get it off of there. Mainly what it is is you need to know what your jaw looks like. So if you've got a pretty like good looking jaw where you've got a strong jaw, then keep your beard actually pretty close because mm-hmm. you don't want to – a beard softens the whole thing uh, in a lot of ways. And so you want to – Keep that thing all nice and close. But if you actually have sort of like a rounded face as a dude and you want to have a square jaw, then just shape your beard like a hedge. Yeah. Beards <laughs> are magic because you can change the shape of your head. Yeah. Which is awesome. Beard, just, beards are makeup. They are. Yeah. They're, They're hairy, hairy makeup. Hairy makeup. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. And I used to I used to um, have mine longer. I just saw pictures. I was laughing from maybe when I was 26 or 27. And I used to have that long Your Abe Lincoln thing. face. My Abe Lincoln thing. Yeah. But the thing is, my beard has never been thick enough to really have like a solid – beard you know and so the reality was like i just heard a thing on i watched an episode of queer last night and they were yeah, like we just finished the season they said if you can read a newspaper through it it's not a beard you gotta trim that it's off too wispy, <laughs> too wispy. <laughs> right. and i was like oh shit i definitely yeah. was and you will strengthen finish. your beard by trimming off those stray hair yes mm-hmm. so you and keep then, it nice and tidy in there yes and then you also uh want to if you want to gr- like try different beard shapes or something then still keep it tidy as you're grooming it out so still yeah. like trim mm-hmm. the neck and then there, you might have a beard that goes like too high on your cheeks, mm-hmm. which most of us do if you've got mm-hmm. – I got some straight that. hairs that way. Yeah, just you know, take take your normal razor and just kind of like bring that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you got like a nice clean line on your face. So even though you've got stubble growing as you're sort of like developing it, then you're still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to experiment with styles, my favorite thing to do is grow a beard for a while, just like the whole face, just a full beard as much as you can. And then – Declare that you're, you're like you're going to shave it off the whole thing, you know. So you grew it specifically for this next purpose, which is instead of just shaving it off willy nilly, try something. You try something. So well, I've this done is this thing. It looks like shit. Then you just keep <laughs> keep, keep shaving. <laughs> so I've done this, and I, I usually do it just for fun because if I have if I have enough facial hair, then I'll go in and I'll just shave like a real weird, like a sort of a trailer trash, like real big chops, and then leave just the mustache <laughs> on or something fun. And then I'll go back out and I'll be like, Diana, how's my, how's this new look? Look. And she's like, <laughs> which is just so fun. So, yeah, you can you could do that experimentation while you're sort of shaving back down. And then you decide that you're going to grow it out in a particular way. You can do that. Okay. 
Yeah. And I, and I think the other mistake people often make is let's say you had a mustache or a mm-hmm. goatee or whatever, and you're like, I want to try something new. What people typically do is start to grow the stubble to like fill out the rest, but keep their original thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not a good because now you just look like a person with a with a goatee who stopped who has giving a shave. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better if you're going to change the look, just nuke it first. Nuke it. Start with a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable, especially because, like, it's if you've got itchy. a baby face as a dude. It's so itchy. But you also don't have to nuke it all the way back, you know. You can, cause yeah, I, you can I, take a beard trimmer. And just, yeah, you just, like, you just trim it down so mm-hmm. that it's all basically the same. Yeah. But, yeah, my, my two main things are really good beard oil mm-hmm. and maybe some beard wax, which is even better. Yeah, once you've got one. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but even, even when it's short, because it's still, like, because you're talking about, like, I've actually never had an itchy face in my beard because mm-hmm. I keep this shit lubed up constantly there's just lube there's, it. there's like even when it's really short i cover it in just like regular old moisturizer you know so it's just like it's just moist all the time yes um so so do that it helps a lot um but if you get a good like a, a good soft beard wax that you just like kind of put in there mm-hmm. then if you have like because my my beard is kind of coarse and and very unruly because it grows kind of clockwise around my face that's true it does and yeah. i have a few patches in it, it points down on one side and up on exactly. the other so you just so mine sweeps across <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so mine requires a lot of extra just effort to keep it from getting like really just bizarre, and so that fucking beard wax does trick. Good shit. The other one, the last one for me, anyways. Uh huh. Got a mustache. Good beard trimmers. You trim it over your freaking lip. Don't have don't your don't mustache have, like, hairs yeah, do, yeah, do hanging not. over your lip. Yeah. No. So do you, do if you get little wispy things shoved over your lip, no one wants to kiss that. No one Nobody. wants to see that. <laughs> Let alone kiss it. Yeah, keep it off the lip. Yeah, keep your hair, your mustache hair is trimmed, and then otherwise, last thing for me <laughs> is is one thing I learned from being married is that hey, washing your hair every day is bad. Yes, okay. yes, with Actually, shampoo. I only, with shampoo. Yeah. I yeah. only condition my beard. Yeah, so, I don't, I so you might think like, oh, my beard is hair, and I should shampoo and condition it every day. You want to dry out your face? That's how you do that. No, it'll and and also it'll turn your beard into a gnarly horror mm-hmm. show because beard hairs are like thick and they are they like bend very easily. Mm-hmm. So you might end up with like hairs that are like kind of cockeyed. Yeah, they're just yeah. all messed up. So yeah, just don't. I mean, keep it clean, but don't go crazy on like just lathering it up every single mm-hmm. day. So yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot. There's a lot. To I it. just condition it so that it just stays soft. Condition there. Yeah. Yes. So good luck on your bear trimming. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really have any advice about that part. But, yeah. uh, all right. Next question. Comes, I think actually no, we do. Which is don't, yeah. don't, don't trim bear. Let that bear. Just let it be. Let it grow. Let it run wild. Yep. All right. Next question comes from Chelosis. What podcasts are the B Squad and Fam? into right now mm. uh, i'm listening to ologies is my go-to currently that i'm kind of working my way through which is a fun it's a fun one by ali ward who's like she she's done a whole bunch of stuff various like science communication tv shows and things uh but she's just like you just want to be your buddy mm. you know she's just so friendly and jovial and she's like she can there's only been like two people she's interviewed in like in the hundred or, or whatever episodes that i've listened to that she couldn't charm mm. um and one was this like super, charm level one hundred. Yeah, yeah. And, one, and they were both just like super old scientists who were like who just been in the shit for a long time and are they're part, like, they're part of a different generation, <laughs> you know. And like, and those are the only two who she could not charm. Uh, like, Stop being a person. <laughs> yeah, this is about so, the science. So that was so that, so that one's been very fun. Um, and uh, and then I listened to the ears edition of of uh, the Daily Show. Ooh, because that that's how I get my morning news because the news is uh, terrible. The news is silly, so you should listen to it through a silly medium, exactly, <laughs> and and as little of it as possible. Yeah. So it's in a, it's in this new nice twenty minute bite sized chunk. So basically, in the morning, I get yesterday's news via podcast from Comedy Central. Nice. So those are my nice. two. I so I just picked up uh, Draftsman, which is actually by Stan Prokopenko. Who runs the YouTube series? Which anybody who's done drawing has probably seen some of his tutorials online called Proko. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically one of the big sort of drawing educators on YouTube. And actually, his figure drawing class is the one the one class that I bought before I did like a legit class, um, which is sort of a self teaching guided uh, exploration through figure and how to do figure drawing stuff. He's really good. And then it's him and his mentor, who's this guy. I think his name's I think his last name is Marshall. I can't remember what his first name is. Um, but he. The the older dude, it's sort of like a sensei and a, and like your apprentice sort of thing. And a sensei, yeah, I assume. But yeah, what is it? student? Student, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, 
But it's sort of, kid. It's sort of them sort of just sitting down and and chatting about some particular topic and then people call in with questions and stuff like that. And it's all art related and drawing related. And so I was actually, I, was, I had been looking for a really good drawing or like animation related podcast and couldn't find one. And then I randomly just was watching a video of his this weekend and stumbled on the fact that they're now putting these uh, podcasts live on their YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, okay. So started yeah. listening to it real good. Real good whiz nugs in there. So I love me a good whiz nug. Yep. <laughs> That's wisdom nugget for those mm-hmm. who haven't heard wherever the hell that came from in our past. Long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of that them. That came from a uh, talk that we gave. Oh, that, yeah. That oh. was our Hot Spuds talk. No, that was no used in the Hot Spuds talk. It came because it was from a talk we did. Oh, me, yeah. Me and Seth did. About making a studio yeah, or something. Yeah, I think so. Whiz nugs. Wisdom nuggets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whiz nugs. Was that a what was that? I don't remember. I don't know. I think ages whatever. ago. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I have a I have a list because I'm on the road for like 45 minutes to an hour per day. So I've got a lot of podcasting that I do. All right. Radio Lab. Super weird. Mm-hmm. They basically just cover literally anything. Anything that you'd be like, what? That's what they cover. It's fun. Uh, Freakonomics Radio is pretty good. They talk about things generally from like the perspective of an economist. Which is also kind of weird because economists are wrong about most things. <laughs> so it's kind of just interesting. Yeah. Uh, but they also talk about weird things. And then Planet Money is kind of similar, which is they talk about things more from like a business perspective. So they often talk about like global trade things, but they also cover – they did one series of episodes where they they actually like got oil out of the ground and then they followed it as they got oh, yeah. it refined and processed and stuff. They also did that with a t-shirt where they were like – where they. They ordered T-shirts to sell, like for their thing, you know. Yeah. And they were like, "Where did this? Where did this come from?" Come from? And so then they, so they go here? and they like find uh, like from the source material all the way like to the, the shipping end, crates yeah. that it ends up in. And all, yeah. yeah, so they they do all these really interesting things where you just like wouldn't think about it about how like the world of commerce and stuff kind hmm. of in, interacts with the stuff that you do. Um, then we got Ezra Klein show, which is just these really long interviews with people of all kinds of different backgrounds who have written books or our activists or our politicians or whatever. Um, and it kind of, it's interesting because uh, Ezra Klein does a really good job of not debating people. Yeah. Like he doesn't, he'll have people on there whose opinions he's like, I hate this, <laughs> but he's like, it's, it's my job to just like try to learn about how and why somebody would mm-hmm. think like this, you know? Um, and so he just kind of like, he does a really good job of keeping himself out of it in a weird way. Yeah. So he lets them fully explore an idea with. Yeah. yeah. Without like judging it immediately out of the gate. Cool. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then the last one is Reply All, which is just a hilarious mm. podcast. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like kind of tech angled, but it's also very much about people. So they take calls from people and, and just do weird stuff. Yeah. So I, I've listened to a bit of Reply All. I, I've, I've listened to most of these, but they've just kind of fallen off over time. Um, but reply all the one, the only one that I really remember, I guess there were two, one where they were like trying to scam a scammer. And so they were kind of like doing, yes, doing it, was pretty fun. And there was a whole, it was like a whole saga of all these things that were happening. And the other one was when they tried microdosing LSD. Oh, really? <laughs> how did that go? There, there was something about how like people perform better at work and it was, yeah, it was, like, it was like a tech it's thing. It's one of those, people like, apparently people are still doing it. Like it's a thing in Silicon Valley. The, the, basically what happened in this one was that, uh, the guy who was doing it felt like everything was fine and that maybe he was doing better, but, or maybe not. It was kind of hard to tell, but everybody else was like getting really tired of his bullshit <laughs> because like he, he just was, he was a less good human being while yeah. he was doing it, but he couldn't tell that that's Yeah. I think it's like. one of those things like <laughs> you're just going to feel better about whatever you're doing. And so, yeah. Right. So you're like, yeah, I'm doing so good. Right? And then everyone else is like, <laughs> no, no, you're just on drugs. You're just on drugs. <laughs> like <laughs> cut it out. I mean, that's the true secret of the Balmer peak. Yeah, right. Because you don't care. Yeah. The Balmer peak is this idea that that if you drink a bit of alcohol, then your inhibitions decrease, but you haven't hit the point of having terrible judgment yet. Yeah. So it, it makes you a better lateral thinker when yeah. it comes to creatively solving problems. So you're better at programming, you're better at writing, you're better at right. all kinds so of like stuff. Because you're not, you're not judging yourself, but you still have the same skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're more free to solve things in bizarre and new interesting ways. But Or just solve things without being in your own way. Right. And there's a reason it's called the Balmer Peak because it's like there's this graph. I think it was on XKCD. Yeah, XKCD. <laughs> I, think, I think they coined the term. Yeah, which sure. is like there's like your level of programming skill and there's an exact – blood alcohol content <laughs> where it spikes and then it immediately plummets yeah. <laughs> right after if you overshoot, right? Yep. So you got to like really 
Yeah, I mean, we've tried right. to have like I've tried to have a beer in the afternoon in the office sometimes. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'm just like I'm tired now. It gives me a headache and then I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, <that sucks. laughs> I like this. At all. It's mostly just sleepiness. <laughs> all right, we got time for one last question from Beaky Bapa Boop, who says, "It sounds like sometimes you all chill by playing video games. Do you find it nice to play your own video games, or just tiresome because you know them so well and stressful because you see something you want to fix?" Definitely that entire last <laughs> section there. I've been enjoying playing level just because since we didn't actually build the levels. That's yeah. I don't find it, the I don't find it tiresome because it's always new. Yeah. But it is the case that man, so many of our community build levels around bugs. Yeah, that like I can't play it without just being like bombarded by <laughs> the bugs of the game because like they're not there aren't really any bugs that I would consider like. Horrendous. Yeah, they're not problematic. They're just kind of weird yeah. sometimes and, and interesting interactions that things might have. Um, but it's so interesting to see how players approach this versus like a commercial game developer, right? Because if we see a bug uh, in our game, and like let's say we're building the campaign, for example, our immediate response is, well, this is going to be a bad experience if we either don't fix the bug or if we rely on this bug and build a mechanic, like build mm-hmm. a whole level out of the bug. Right. Um, because A, we might fix that bug later. Now this level's broken. Or B, what if somebody doesn't understand how this bug works and they can't overcome yeah, it, right? Because it's 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 a bug. Yeah. yeah. So generally yeah. our thinking is like this is bad, so we'll avoid fix it. it or avoid it, right? And and players have the exact opposite reaction. <laughs> they see a bug and they're like, ooh. <laughs> it's because it's interesting, right? <laughs> this is, yeah. interesting. It is interesting. And they don't and for them, you know, the the experience is just like exploring the space yeah. of what that bug is doing, it's and then play, trying, right? yeah, and trying to figure yeah. out like how could you build a level out of this. I think a lot of it too is because they're because you're you're making levels for yourself, really. You know, sure, you mm-hmm. want other people to play them, and that becomes part of the game too. Is like you really want people to play it and like it and so on. But what you're still really doing is making levels for yourself in that context, and so so yeah, so you don't you don't worry as much about yeah. That I mean, stuff. one of the earliest your question is, am I having a good time making this level? Yeah, yeah. and one of the earliest levels that I remember from the, the pre like from the early alpha days is that the spike balls that we have in the game have a very forgiving collision mask to the point where you can stand with your toe like if, if there's a if there's <laughs> yeah. a spike on a like on a little pillar or column like a one grid space column mm-hmm. you can stand on the same space that the spike is occupying but just with like the very tip of your toe yeah so and, you're mainly hanging off a cliff but your, your toe is sort of underneath the spike ball <laughs> yeah and one of the first freaking levels <laughs> yeah. that somebody made was like, oh, you can do this. And so then they built, I think it was Retrofile, it was maybe, retrofile yeah. built a tower that you, the, all you do is like jump up and like put your toe on a ledge. <laughs> and you jump up and put your toe on the next ledge. It's and like, like bouldering and yeah. rock climbing. And, and of course, as a new player, you come in there and you would look at this and be like, how the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Like this is a broken level, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't know that you can climb things with your toe. Jury 18 is very strong toes. Very strong toes. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, actually, I've, I've been having a really good time playing it, I think, because for whatever reason, I'm just kind of relaxed about it because all the bugs are just bugs and whatever, and people are weird, so it's fine. It's just, um, fine. It's just part of a UGC game. It's just part of what it is, but mainly it's just uh, the stuff people are making in Level Head is so good, mm-hmm. and it's also so far beyond – it's, it's taken all the, mecha- the mechanical set much further than we originally intended, even Dude, our- the campaign. Players are incredible at the things that they are coming up with. You should – so like the – because the boss fight level cup just ended and I only got to play through I think one of them. I haven't played through all of them yet. But the levels that were made for that, the whole idea was like make a boss fight level. So it's somehow more of a boss fight than just like throwing a you know big enemy at the, at the player, which usually just involves a bunch of contraptions and timed cannon fire and stuff like that. And yeah, this stuff is just so good. And like I've done none of that in the campaign, <laughs> right? And a big part of yeah, it the is the campaign. You're like, we need a boss fight. Throw a big flip whip in there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. and so I, you know, part of it's it's one of those things uh, where the the nice thing about level heads, it's one of the few cases where people playing the game have sort of caused reverse like inspiration onto at least me as the doing level design for the the campaign. Giving me a bunch of ideas for stuff, or just being like, hey, why don't you push that a little further? You know, it's your job. Like they're yep. doing it for fun. They're kicking your ass at yep. it. Why don't you <laughs> step it up a little bit when it comes to a boss fight? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's there's a lot more considerations I have when it comes to this, this stuff than just like building whatever I want. But, um, but I think it's really the, fun the biggest see. one is just that, of course, if you're building a campaign level, it needs to be beatable by almost everyone. Yep. Right. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, if you're if you're a player making a level, you're like, eh, yep. if nobody beats it, even better. Yeah, I, can <laughs> make, I can make this for myself. I can make it for my my 
three buddies who I think are fun, or yeah. I can make it for the streamer because I want to force them to play it. You know, like yeah, yeah you have other motivations. Yeah. That yeah, I felt so bad because actually, yes, yesterday uh, a new streamer started playing Level Head, and our community came in and they were like, "Yeah," and they're like all pumped about I it. Know that they suck with a bunch of. He played levels. like three campaign levels, and then he, and then oh, everybody like, was it. everybody was so pumped, and they're like, "You got to play some of our levels." Oh god! <laughs> people started throwing him some stuff. And they probably just fed him the hard ones immediately. And yeah, I, I think both of the first levels he got had had creator completion times of like over two minutes. It's so like they're big, like yeah. very long, elaborate levels. I think each of them took him like twenty minutes to get through, <laughs> and and of course, like he was seeing. Actually, no, I think he got through the the uh, first power up level. Mm, so he, okay. he kind of knew that there were power ups and he knew right. how to generally use them. But the first level he played had like it all had the yeah, all the power ups. It had all kinds of switches and things. It had a combination lock where you have to like <laughs> you have to like hit a thing and it briefly shows you like something that you can interpret as the combination. Oh, and then cool. you've got to go and like into this control. Yeah, I thought that was very clever. Yeah, it was like it was amazing. But of course he's coming he's coming from Mario Maker. There's not this kind of a thing in yeah. there. And so he's having to learn so many new things all at once. <laughs> so the community is like, oh, welcome, fire yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, they, awesome. And they do it because I've seen that on every occasion I've seen a new streamer come in, the community goes over there. They just feed them like – They just like oh, yeah. boom, dunk on yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's no, there's no warm-up phase. Yeah. yeah. Which is – but I mean uh, in a lot of cases, these streamers are, are – like they're streaming because they are confident in their ability to – you know, to play games. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so maybe they're coming from Mario maker. Or they're coming from something similar. Like anyway. they, they do generally figure it out or, or they require a handful of hits, yeah. you know, from the yeah. chat. But so, that's cool. you know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's always really interesting to see. So, all right. Well, I think that's all the time we have for this week. So we'd like to thank our producers, fat Bard and Jen Coster for making things sound good and making our podcast run smoothly. Thanks to our community moderators who keep our discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, just go to podcast.bscotch.net, where we have links to everything. And also meet.bscotch.net to go to Shenanicon. Yep. Yes, do it. Thank you all for listening. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye.